We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. In addition, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. This week's guest is Lyle Stofflet. He is the managing partner at Stratus Industries, Gear Grove, and Containers Up. He's a lifelong learning advocate, people connector, and strives to be 100, 100%, 1% better every day. Why not 100%, Lyle? <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> That's a tough goal. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you. I, I'm a fan of the 1% better every day philosophy as well. Great. It is one of those things that, you know, once you start living that way and start looking at things and, you know, chipping things off, it, it does make a difference after you look back, you know, 30, 60, 90 days. Yeah. Let um, alone a year. <laughs> we, we've kind of got an unwritten rule in our office that says every time we do something, we want to do it 1% better than the last time we did it. And it's definitely evolved everything we do, our, our processes and our deliverables and everything. That's great. Um, so let's uh, talk about networking a little bit. I mean, I know that's kind of your business model. And as you said in the bio, you're a people connector. Um, but what is the difference between networking and real connections? So I think this is one of the things I found with networking and just reaching out to people is, you know, you can collect a lot of business cards and have those, you know, fun conversations if, um, at the different events. But it's really about after that event of what you do and making those real connections. And some of them for myself have been many years of connecting with people. And if it's personal or if it's on the business side of things, you know, I've had both um, and some morph into both of them. So it's really about, you know, caring for people and trying to, you know, have their best interest at heart when you meet them, but also take that to the next step and not just talk about things, but actually put action to it. Yeah, I think taking action is definitely probably one of the most important factors when it comes to building those real connections. Um, so networking has has definitely changed a bit. How do you anticipate small specialized events evolving or taking place in what is being referred to as our new normal now? Yeah, the new normal. It feels like, you know, in our containers upside of our business, um, you know, we take shipping containers and modify them into bars, restaurants, meeting spaces, pop-up shops, um, all different pieces and trying to figure out, you know, with the new cycle, what are the need, you know, people's needs, everything from parklets, downtown Milwaukee. Um, you know, we're looking at putting in offices that we can drop off at your, in your driveway that have two large windows, a patio door. It's super comfortable, but you can walk out and have a different office. It's kind of that, you know, everybody's working from home now, or I should say most people are working from home. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just need that different space, especially if you have a, you know, a driveway or, you know, a space to be able to put a 20 foot container. So. 
Interesting. Yeah, it's definitely a different way to to tackle the the meeting spaces and and the events overall. Um, Going back to networking a little bit, in your experiences, what networking venues are the best? You know, it's something I really like, and everybody has their personal opinion, but the name tags and the venue that has, it's intimate, so you don't feel like you're jammed in a space, but it's not this huge hall where you're like, wow, there's a lot of people here and you're intimidated. Um, but also having like the name tags that are color coded. So you kind of know who you're trying to meet and what you're, um, the people you're looking for, you know, cause not everybody's a fit. Um, you know, we can, uh, networking events have been successful for me and it's also been a total, well, uh, you know, there's X amount of insurance people here that's great. You know, they're out there too, and they got to make connections, but uh, you know, you really want to try to make those long lasting connections with people. Yeah, I agree with that. I, and I, there was a, what was the name of that organization that did the color coded network after tags? work? Oh, that's right. I remember that. That was a few years back that I had attended a couple of them. There was a ton of people at those events. Yeah. You know, and I like to try to, you know, those events and different events around the city. And I love getting recommendations from people about mm-hmm. what networking events they do and which one they found successful and ones they're like, wasn't right, right for them and why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I wonder how that's going to change though. Now you can't really get, you know, 150, 200 people <laughs> together in a room right. like that anymore. Yeah. I think but- it's, you know, with with that, I think there's going to be more um, people like yourself that do a really good job at connecting people. Mm-hmm. And then that's where you have the small, let's go have a coffee. Let's, sure. um, you know, putting people together like that. And I think that's where the strength of your current network, you know, the people who have made those true connections will help grow each other. Absolutely. That's great. So, as um, as the goal of this show is about helping to alleviate any fear that people have around that word networking, because I know a lot of people are intimidated <laughs> by it. So can you share with our listeners one of your most successful or favorite networking experiences that you've had? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've use a HR firm and I met uh, Shelly Miles with City Partners through that. And it was truly a cold networking event and we traded cards. And, you know, the thing about networking events is everybody's there to meet people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not uh, anything scary to walk up to somebody because that's what everybody's going to do. Um, you know, if you're the person walking up or the person that is sitting there, you know, talking or jumping into a conversation. Um, so from my story, it's, um, the connection was simply walked up and started having a conversation. What do you do? And you have to have your elevator pitch ready. If that's what you want to call it, that 30 seconds, like here it is. And it was, Oh, interesting. You know, tell me more about that. And, you know, really getting to know what that person does on the other end. So, um, and now this has been five years now she's been our um, outsource HR partner so so when you went into that networking event did you go in looking for uh, an outsourced HR partner no and it you know it probably took three meetings after that but you 
it wasn't the hard sell at that point. It was getting mm-hmm. to know that person and to see if that person was a fit for our culture, um, what we stood for. Um, so it, it was going in with that open mind of, hey, either I can help or I might be able to connect somebody that could use their help. Sure. Um, and part of that is the, I think, finding other people who, who you can help is a lot of fun uh, just in general. Um, it's fun and you feel good about doing it right right and you know that you know you know the two other personalities and you're like hey I have somebody you need to meet Mm -hmm. and I've done that straight at networking events of like hey I I'm not looking for your service but I know somebody over there that I just talked to that you should meet totally and you know (laughs) introduce the two of them be like Uh hey you two need to talk Most definitely. I love it. So as you continue to meet new people, obviously your network's getting larger and larger. How do you best nurture these relationships that you're creating? You know, it's, um, it takes work like any good relationship. It takes work. It takes communication. If it's, you know, checking in, um, you know, quick emails, text messages, we have so many communication devices at our fingertips and ways to communicate. Um, you know, it's just about keeping in front of people, even if it's, Hey, are you going to the event this week? Um, or who knows if it's a zoom call or, you know, whatever else this, it's coming up. However, we're going to move forward with all of the, the new world. Um, so, you know, you really, it takes work, but, um, you know, connecting people with people, uh, it just helps. Yeah. And I think it's not a bad thing. Usually if, if you've met someone at a networking event, then they are probably going to be interested in learning about other events that are out there. So um, that's a nice way to nurture those relationships. Yeah. It's just, you try to find the touch points of, you know, from that introduction of, you know, the different touch points of meeting with them again, and it could be for a myriad of reasons. Um, like you said, another networking event or just, uh, Hey, you have somebody else you need to meet in my network or, you know, now with LinkedIn, you know, and other social media, people are like, you know, could you introduce me to so-and-so in your network? Sure. Yeah. And yeah, LinkedIn is amazing for that. I love it. Um, so what advice would you offer that business professional who is looking to grow their network? It's so easy not to do things and we're all busy and I'm, you know, I'm talking about myself right there too. It's easy not to do the events, not to put yourself out there. Um, I'm not a natural, you know, super outgoing person that loves to just go meet a million people. Um, you know, I have to work at it and it's a, but you have to set your goals and say, all right, yeah, I need to do one event a week or whatever it is, or I have to meet five people this week. Uh, and, you know, I'm a goal oriented person. So I go, okay, it's Tuesday or Wednesday and I have not uh, got there yet. I know that I have to do put some work in to get there because it does pay dividends and it may not today or a year from now, but all of a sudden, you know, two years, you're at a different networking event and you see the same person and Hey, you need to meet so-and-so. So I think, um, it's something, it's a skill. It's something that is planned. Um, but, uh, it's something that you have to put into your schedule and don't let it, 
get chopped out of your schedule. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, it's stuff. I love that you have a goal. And I think that's extremely important for anyone that's going out there, not just how many people, but the type of people and the purpose for your networking, you think are all important factors to have in place. You know, it's interesting is as we, you know, you're talking about growing that network and the, as you grow that you, you meet other people who are trying to grow their network too, and they're reaching out and it's kind of that, uh, everybody's working together and reminds you of like, Ooh, yeah, I should touch base with that person because somebody does touch base with me and you know, it becomes uh, contagious. Yeah. It is like a domino effect to some extent. Um, Lyle, if you could go back to your 20-year-old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of, less of, or differently with regards to your professional career? Um, fail faster. Don't be afraid <laughs> to fail. Um, yeah, I know it's a cliche now, but it's one of those things that sometimes you have to, you know, look at it and say, okay, it's not working. How do we, you know, what do we change? How do we pivot? Um, and be okay with that. Um, you know, I would have probably looked for more of the mentor mentors, um, a little bit more, a little earlier, mm-hmm. um, and expanded my network faster. So, um, you know, and to find people who are doing things, not just talking about doing things, but actually doing things. Yeah. Those are usually my answers too, actually. Um, <laughs> finding the mentors, one thing I, I really advocate anyone that's in their early 20s, especially if you are moving down the path of entrepreneurship, um, failing faster, which really means, you know, jump in sooner, <laughs> right? And, right? Instead of waiting and, and, and taking forever to do that. Um, yeah, those are all fantastic. So we've all heard of the six degrees of separation. Who would be the one person that you would love to connect with? And do you think you could do it within the sixth degree? Wow. Um, you know, I thought it'd be six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but. Um, you the, know, uh, I, I asked it that way when I first started <laughs> and not everyone knew what that was. So I changed the wording of the question. I thought everyone knew what that was. <laughs> so thank um, you. <laughs> the, uh, you know, six degrees, who would I want to meet? You know, there are a lot of fantastic people that you'd want to pick their brain with. And, you know, um, sometimes they say you shouldn't meet your heroes. Um, but, you know, John C. Maxwell would be one, I think would be a pretty interesting conversation of the things and the leadership he's done over his lifetime, um, you know, and what really matters. Uh, Tony Robbins would be another one, um, you know, just from his energy. And um, I think having lunch with him or breakfast with him would be a, a very eye-opening, energy-filled um, time that you could really take and say, okay, I get it. You know, you can listen to the podcast and do your studying and continue to grow but uh, to have that one-on-one time, I think would be invaluable. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I mean, he's got so much energy, um, but one-on-one would probably blow your mind to some extent. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, here's your opportunity to interview me. What's something you'd like to ask me? You know, as you know, a marketer and 
where do you see things going and what are the biggest pitfalls you see entrepreneurs, companies make? All right. Two questions. So where are things going? <laughs> one long one. Yep. That's okay. <laughs> Sometimes I get the follow-up question that happens too when I ask this and I know I just throw it on you. So, which is fun. Um, in regards to marketing, you know, especially with, in relation to, you know, well, COVID-19, um, a lot of stuff is online. It, internet times, internet usage, social media usage, everything is way up right now. Um, and these are new habits that we're learning. You know, people are ordering groceries online. Um, they're taking classes online. And to some extent, people are finding that they enjoy that over you know, what they used to, the experience they used to have. Um, not saying that that's going to be what it is a hundred percent, because there's definitely that face-to-face -face and in-person activity that we all want to some degree. But I think that it's really going to push um, the demand to standing out online, which requires, you know, strategy and requires creativity and being unique so that you don't say the same thing that your competition is saying. Um, and I think the mistake that entrepreneurs or business owners make is they're not taking the time to really understand who their target customer is and where that customer is actually engaging online. They're just kind of jumping in because they heard someone else say, oh, you need to be running Facebook ads and it's really easy to do and just do it. So um, you know, t stepping back and doing a little research can actually have way long-term dividends than just jumping in. Okay. Lots of questions I could answer, ask you all day. Well, I, I'm <laughs> I'll give you one more. How's that? <laughs> you know, is with all the social media platforms right now and more coming out, you know, it, it feels like monthly, um, you know, where do you see the value on the B2B side? I mean, right now, I think LinkedIn is the best platform to be on the B2B side. Um, it's, it's definitely evolved beyond just here's my resume and I'm looking for a job. Uh, it's really the place to showcase expertise. Um, but the other thing I think that's going to happen soon is people are going to start creating their own platforms, um, especially, you know, because you can't do the big conference is going to be gone for a while. You're not going to get 3000 mm -hmm. people in an industry, you know, hanging out at a hotel together. That's going to be quite some time. So how do you replicate that experience there? That's where the, you know, the virtual groups online, whether it's a private portal or within a platform, I think that's, what's going to be happening. Um, so that you can still have that connection with that audience that, you know, vendor customer relationship, um, and, you know, trying to find new business opportunities as well. Uh, but you have to have value and because again, everyone's going to try to be there. You have to make sure you stand out and make it a stellar experience so that people are willing to pay money and attend and participate. Interesting. Okay. Um, all right, good. Thank you. Those are fun questions. <laughs> Throw me in the, in the hot spot for a little bit. Um, so do you have any final word or advice to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? You know, the biggest thing is be authentic. Um, 
be there to help and know that eventually, you know, somebody that's a connector, um, it all comes full circle. It may not today, but, you know, just be yourself and everybody's there to network and to meet people. So don't be shy. We're all there to uh, learn and, you know, meet new people. I love it. That's great. Um, if anyone was interested in getting in touch with you, Lyle, what's the best way that they can reach out to you? Lyle at containersup.com is my email. So feel free to reach out um, any questions or, you know, if you have networking events or, you know, figure out uh, how to put events together with small groups, let us know. And, you know, we're always open to having conversations. Very cool. We will include that information in our show notes. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. I appreciate the time and uh, it's been wonderful. Absolutely. Tons of fun. Great conversation. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Lyle for taking the time to connect with us. If you want to continue the conversation on networking and building your community, join our Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash social capital network. If you need me, send an email to Lori at socialcapitalpodcast.com. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.